Hi, my name is Kunal, and welcome to the Geeks of the Valley podcast, which connects with some of the brightest minds globally who are leading their respective industries today to discuss the hottest upcoming industry trends and how their work is affecting the global economy. This morning from Tokyo, Japan, we have the former COO of FOV and Teleexistence Inc. and current strategic advisor for Airbus Ventures for Asia Pacific joining us. Please welcome Hikosaka Yuichiro. Let's jump into the first question, shall we? Sure. Tell me about yourself and your background and how it led you to the path of becoming a venture advisor at Airbus Ventures. Sure. So it's a bit long story, but uh, let me talk about what kind of kids I was first and let me track on my history to be the venture capitalist. I grew up in Japan entire my life. But when I was kids, I was feeling like I'm quite different from other kids and the friends. It's because I always think about what's the next challenge. How can I do it better? And for last 10 years, when I got started to work for the companies, uh, I realized that, oh, I'm quite different from typical Japanese, which honestly, I didn't notice much, but I was quite different, I found that. Because uh, I'm not shy, discoverers, and or more traditional, which are often elements that can be associated with Japanese culture. But I'm definitely more of a global, out of the box, interdisciplinary thinker. And what I would consider to be a serious risk taker. In my undergrad, since I love the science and math, I studied pretty hard. And in my junior year, firstly, my plan was to be an engineer. However, I realized that, oh, this is not the path. I may not take it. First of all, as I mentioned, uh, my personality was quite different from the other Japanese. So which means I was not confident enough to be compatible with the Japanese corporate culture. That was my first uh, thing. Second thing, my friends was, were almost everyone taking their high-tech paths working for the big Japanese company. So 15 years back, there was not much concept of startup or being CEO or making or starting your company. So everyone was choosing the uh, big Japanese and a global company. But honestly speaking, when I was doing the internship for such a companies, I realized, oh, this is a bit different. It's a bit because um, their lifestyle was in the factory in the Savov and living near there and back and forth on the, your home and uh, factories. However, my image was doing the business, uh, making revenue and staying in the city, active like a true businessman was uh, my image. So I decided uh, not to be an engineer and I started to scratch my head. What should I do? At that point, I discovered my academic interest in the financial engineering. And not naturally, my interest target the financial sector, especially investment banking, 
And also, I changed my major from science and technology, such a control theory, to the financial engineering in the master degrees. Another point, uh, the reason why I was interested in investment in banking is because I was a soccer player. Uh, at the one point, I was seriously thinking about to be the professional soccer ball player. And I found that there is a similarity between uh, investment in banking, especially Goldman Sachs and uh, life playing in the soccer, professional soccer team. So if you do well, you get rewarded. Every day is a challenge. You have to make an effort. Otherwise, you might be kicked out. So the lifestyle running and working hard every day really attracts me. So I thankfully could join the Goldman Sachs, spent almost nine years there. However, even though I didn't expect I leave the Goldman Sachs, but uh, I was passionate about new challenge. That was a startup enabling me to act like the leader of the company. Also, being at the tech startup was again another intersection with science, which I loved. Naturally, once I was in the startup ecosystem, I was able to form relationships with investors, venture capital, and which eventually enabled me to begin working in the venture capital, which was Airbus Ventures. Airbus Ventures really attracted from Silicon Valley, global venture capital, very smart people. So uh, I was fascinated about their fund and I hope to get the job there. And Hiko, as you had alluded to earlier, you had finished your master's in financial engineering and you started your career at Goldman Sachs right in the midst of the financial crisis of 2007-2008. Can you tell us more about the divisions you were part of and how the financial crisis set precedent for growing economies in Asia Pacific, especially when looking at first world uh, versus second world um, economies? Sure. Uh, first of all, I started to work for the fixed income division as a structure and the marketer or credit securitization product. After two years, I moved to the trading desk. In fact, at the GS, the trader is a king and everyone wants it. But in fact, when I joined Goldman, I declined the offer to join the trading desk. It is simply because I was not confident enough I could perform well there are a bunch of uh, small people there on, in their seats from, let's say, PhD or mathematics or physics, Harvard or Stanford or gold Olympic medals of the mathematics Olympic. So I was not confident that because I was more like communication driven, human to human type of the business. I thought it's going to be more, I'm good at it. So I didn't. But in the end, after two years, I decided to join there. In terms of the financial crisis and the market after the Lehman crisis, I saw the great revamp of the market. It was really logical. I said price of the sinking, however, it recovered a lot. And everyone was quite eager to be involved. 
However, Japan struggled again in 2011 because of the earthquakes. Also, in particular, the electric sector continued to struggle up until 2014-ish. Let's say, for example, Olympus, Toshiba, they have the problem on window dressing accountings, um, which was realized. Sharp, even Sony and Hitachi, which are a great company, uh, simply struggle a lot because of the financial crisis and also the probably low, low, slow recovery uh, about uh, restructuring of the company. Um, they didn't have much of this innovation there, so they lost a bunch of market, I think, the, simply because of the golfer, etc. Also, the, in general, Asian companies were less hit by the financial, financial crisis compared to European countries, companies, and American companies. I think China was less hit. Also, the, their population growth and also the economic growth helped a lot for the Asia. Another point is SEA's Southeast Asia's population growth naturally helped the, helped the growth of the Indonesia, Philippines. Also, I think that Singapore took a great lead for enhancing the quality of business in Asia. Now, I think Asia is a center of the gravity. So Hiko, after your stint at Goldman Sachs as a VP, you had joined startups such as Fove and Teleexistence focused in VR, AI, and robotics um, in the industrial automation processes and research uh, arena. Can you tell us more about the importance of the AI and robotics space and how it plays a bigger role in uh, Japan? Sure. Uh, first of all, I can say automation and AI will without a doubt produce a wealth, huge wealth. It is not just a matter of the factory automation, I believe. On top of that, originally Japan was in the strong position for robotics and as the industry has been growing for some time. Given Japan's labor shortage issue, Japan has to adapt robotics and AI aggressively, especially for factory automation. I think I also believe for logistics as well. And this is my dream. It is time to consider how to bring the robot outside of the factories we start to see robotics utilizations inside of the shops, restaurants, convenience stores, etc. even in the, inside of the house as well. Also, installation, in terms of installation of the robotics, background culture is quite important. So in Japan, it's quite natural to accept robots being introducing in everyday spaces. So in my opinion, Japan has the potential to really lead the robotics industry. As a current yep. venture capitalist, how do you determine a good investment? And what things do you look for in a startup founder before investing in them? Yes, it's quite a difficult question. And I, every day I'm looking for the answers. So first of all, investment system, I think every, every founder has it. So it needs to be aligned. Second of all, what I think first time talking with a startup is if there is enough big market 
and the use cases of their technology are also that, that what the company is trying to do. And next step is what, how do you differentiate yourselves and the company? It's really important. What is your unique element? That is always asked. Mostly we love differentiation in the tech. And also it is quite easy for us to differentiate from other startups we are looking. Or let's say you have a strong R&D background or if you have a strong IP, that's easy to say. However, I don't just know into the tech, but also difference of the business model is fine. What is the uniqueness of the business model? What the thing other haven't found yet, but you do? That sometimes captivate my attention. Also, from different perspective, I focus on if the company has a strong management teams. Personality is quite important. I want to work with the good people. Also, the track records sometimes really important. I'm not saying absolutely necessary, but a track record is easy to let us believe it. And if you have great understanding of the market, is is important. And oh, do you have a capability of listening to what people, what other people say, is also important. Which means I think ensures flexibility. Sorry, uh, and strong grit. There are a bunch of up and down in the startup. Also, we have to rely on sit for, let's say, five to 10 years together. So string grit, or do you really want to make it happen? Is one watching. Is, uh, I think, characteristic of a start management team. Also, uh, I love the character of a CEO who has a skill of smooth conversation and his willingness to communicate with me. Because uh, I don't like much of the asymmetry of information, what he has and what I have. Always communicate well, share their everything, being honest is important factor. Otherwise, we would not be able to create the uh, dream together. Lastly, founder's vision is critically important sometimes and often often catches me a lot as well. For me, um, this job is not just about the financial return. It's a really combination of vision, technological potential, as well as financial return. This combination is quite key. These are some very good points that you bring up. And being, you know, a venture capitalist, uh, what are some interesting startup trends you are seeing in Japan and greater Asia Pacific? And where do you see these trends going in the next 10 years? Yes. Um, in Japan, digital transformation is a big keyword. Could be same as other regions as well. And for last three to five years, we see a bunch of uh, software as a service model is uh, is coming up to make their DX happen for the, for the big enterprises. It has been horizontal source is uh, very common. However, 
given a lot of SaaS company appeared, I think vertical one start to appear in the market. Also from different aspect, as I mentioned briefly in the last conversation, logistics is a big focus. COVID-19 accelerates it. Logistical quandaries in the wake of COVID-19 have created a lot of issue over the world, but this was an issue even before the COVID in Japan. Honestly speaking, it just gotten worse here in Japan with the pandemic. Also the likewise uh, specialties, healthcare and the medical hype we see. And space tech in Singapore is quite active. Maybe just not Singapore, in Southeast Asia, I think I can include Australia as well. Space tech has been super focused. I think it's simply because some of the political change in the global market but this is related to space tech. And lastly, I believe for the next 10 years, digital data is going to be the center of the gravity. But uh, I want to highlight that around it, so much technology is going to be featured. For, for instance, telecommunication, cybersecurity, digital infrastructure, quantum computing and unconventional computing, et cetera, are going to be so much important. Hiko, to wrap up our call with our last question, um, what piece of advice would you give to people out there from the journey you've had thus far in life, both as a venture capitalist, someone working in a corporation, and as an entrepreneur? Sure, um, I have uh, several things, so it could be long a bit. First of all, I think knowing yourself and not deceiving yourself is the most important thing. People tend to listen what other people say or people tend to uh, consider what other people think about you. But I think essentially it doesn't matter. Following your own feelings and the voices is important. Everyone is different, meaning everyone has different goals. So you are the only person truly knowing what you want, what the, your goal is. That's the first point. Second of all, don't hesitate to show your appetite and let's eager, let's be eager to get it. So probably this is not good for, uh, uh, Japanese is not good at doing this. Uh, they are quite modest. They think so about someone else. But I think everyone can be more aggressive to make their dream come true. So that's the, so this is probably related to the fact that the, everyone should be more honest. Also the another tips I'm doing every day and I'm telling myself is keep thinking. Don't stop thinking. Always think what you want, what you would like to achieve and how you do is uh, my everyday's um, task. Um, next thing is, maybe this is also related to the being honest and be aggressive, but uh, let's actually borrow the brains of other people through talking smart people or more experienced people, also reading this. Our lifetime is quite limited. We have, let's say, less than 100 years. 
So we don't have much of time and power and resource to run everything what, you, what we want. So let's rely on the people, listen to what other people and get smarter is important. And the last three, I'd say integrity to the people is most important and very important. Uh, you might be able to make a short-term success without integrity, but a long-term, definitely your integrity is going to be key so that you can get the trust from the people. That's it. Hiko, for people who are interested in reaching out to you to maybe potentially grab a cup of coffee, what would be the best point of contact? I would say SNS is probably the best one. Facebook, LinkedIn, I'm there, so don't hesitate to contact me. I'm not sure I'll be able to be uh, having the whole of the request, but uh, that's the first thing. But uh, if you know someone who knows me, I think the reference is the best one. Hiko, it was a pleasure having you on Geeks of the Valley, and thank you so much for joining us. Of course, uh, I enjoy a lot. Thanks for uh, offering me the opportunity.